almost every time we played, we played until the power went out. And then we had to like reset the breaker, <laughs> go out on a Wawa run, and then come back and like, all right, I think we're back again. Just hope that, the, you know, his parents weren't going to kick us out, but they knew what was up. You know? Saving the universe. Hey, what's up, nerdies? English Day for the Nerdy Bunch, here to review the first episode of Halo, which is currently on Paramount Plus. And helping me distinguish the difference between Covenant and Spartans is my co-host, Rocket Mike. What's up, Mike? What's up, dude? Um, as you know from the thumbnail and the intro, we're here to talk about Halo, the long-awaited live-action, full live-action adaptation. There have been shorts and things like that done, but... For the longest time, gamers, Xbox gamers and gamers alike have been interested in all the narratives that have surrounded the, 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 the lead up to this. At one point, I think Peter Jackson was involved. At one point, Neil Blumkamp, who did the uh, uh, District 9, was involved. You know, uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. And so, so those things happened. And I think there's some like uh, uh, test footage was even done at one point. But finally, it's arrived, the live action Halo. It's not a movie. At one point, it was going to be a movie. But now it's a series. Mm -hmm. uh, for someone who likes long-form storytelling, I think maybe it could be better as a series than a movie. A movie tried to cram so much into a movie, and I'm not. I'm not. A, I've never really played the Halo games. I've read the books. The books. The games came first, but they did a whole series of sci-fi books, and they've been some animated stuff which I've, I've I've soaked up to kind of. So I know the general story, but I've never really mm -hmm. played the games, and um, this. Th I, I believe this is the first time in terms of of halo narrative because halo is usually like star wars right where the games and some of the the books and stuff are one big story it's not separate stories one big story but i believe this is the first time they've actually separated from that this is the first piece of halo content that's not connected it's inspired by but it's not connected to the games uh mike you're someone who's played the games so i'm going to start off with you what were your expectations as someone who's played the games this build up and hype uh, uh leading up to some live something live action halo also keep in mind uh, uh, video game adaptations, usually in film, haven't mm, been too well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that pressure as yeah, well yeah, on top yeah. of that, right? So what were your expectations going in? Yeah, it's uh, on that note, it's, it's strange to say that the biggest success in any video game adaptation into film, I think, is probably Sonic the Hedgehog. It's definitely <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and it's like, of all the other ones that you would think have go would go right, 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 you know, like right. If, if you told me when I was a teenager that I'm like the best video game movie you're ever gonna see, it's Sonic. And I'm like, and, fuck and, off, <laughs> and and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. look forward to its sequel. <laughs> and Jim Carrey's in it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sold. All right, okay. that's fine. No, you'd first be like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> and, and that's exactly it. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, I I have mixed feelings about this. I can't decide if i like it or not and it's for different reasons and I'll, okay. I'll i'll get into that in a minute but overall i yes i did play the video games especially when i was in high school uh halo 2 doing like halo 2 land tournaments uh friends houses uh literally four xbox all connected throughout like four rooms in their house taking up um, pretty much their whole house mm -hmm. and what was it so about 16 of us playing at once um and, and back then that's was, a big deal yeah yeah and not only that but it was it took a lot of power and almost every time we played we played until the power went out <laughs> and then we had to like reset the breaker 
go out on a Wawa run and then come back and like, all right, I think we're back again. Just hope that, you know, his parents weren't going to kick us out, but they knew what was up, you know. You're saving the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practicing cursing at your friends first before you start, uh, you know, swearing at strangers online. Of course. But I had, yeah, that was so much fun. Um, And, you know, I then I would, I think the last one I played was probably Halo 3 or 4 uh, online for a little bit. Um, yeah, until my 360 had the red ring of death and I kind of gave up on Xbox. But, uh, nonetheless, I still really, really enjoyed, uh, the games, but in terms of story, I don't, I I, I have to say, I can't really recall too much of it, you know, (laughs) because you get caught up so much in the gameplay. You're not really too, too hellbent on, you know, where the story is taking you because the gameplay is, uh, obviously what makes it, it's super fun. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of like, oh, there's a, there's a story in there. That's great too. But, uh, you know, for someone like you who hasn't really the exact opposite where you haven't played the game, but you know the story, I'm curious if that would ever make you want to actually play the game now knowing a little bit more background about it. Halo is a series of games along with like Gears of War that I really, I never owned an Xbox console. And so those two games were always like, hmm. They always intrigued me, so that's the only reason I, I I think I played a bit of Gears of War at a friend's house, and I re- at this especially at the time it was one of those first uh, shooters that you know when you start running the dynamic camera changes and all that kind of stuff, and so that was cool at the time, and, and I always kind of put that and Halo together as like these cool right. shooters that I wanted to play that, but it was never enough to make me get an Xbox, and I, I I'm someone who's not so much uh, I don't play online a lot. If I play online, it's co-op with people I know. I don't generally play like deathmatch games and things like that. If or if I play online, it'd be like Mario Kart. That's that's my online with strangers game. So I, I it didn't really because Halo started pulling into that arena. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that's how I perceived it. I kind of I didn't really push me to get an Xbox, but I was always interested enough, and that's how I got into the books. You know, some of my favorite sci-fi writers is a writer called Greg Bear. And he's very big in sci-fi. He kind of dabbled in some Halo books. There's different like Halo narratives being told. Uh, I read his run, and the story is really deep. I those who know me, I'm super. I love deep, deep sci-fi that spans like centuries and galaxies and all that kind of stuff. And that's what the Halo story does. That really goes like the actual Halos themselves, right? In the in the story, I don't. I won't, I won't go deep into what the Halos are because the the series hasn't gone into the actual Halos themselves for people who haven't played the games. But things like the actual Halos themselves and the alien connection, the covenant, and the history goes down thousands of years and all that kind of stuff. It's like, whoa, cool sci-fi to me. And actually, that leads me to my point. I've watched this episode twice now. Mm-hmm. I always like to watch shows twice. First time just to watch it. Second time for notes. The first time I watched the episode, I was like, mm, it's okay. You know, I went in expecting mm-hmm. some something, some cool video game uh, uh, adaptation. And then I saw some of the stuff. Some of the action was cool. I was like, eh, it's fine. The action is kind of cool. But some of the CGI graphics felt a bit floaty. That, yeah. that That's kind of like where it made me drop off. Yeah, like, yeah. There were, I can, I can probably name at least two scenes specifically where it was quite obvious. There was a group of actors in a sound studio behind yeah. a giant green screen. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty bad. I was like, is this a fan-made youtube video maybe like if that's for the case i'm like well done but for a production behind with paramount behind it you know well that that's the thing it. right it's it's yeah i think two years ago i would have accepted these visuals 
but streaming companies like Disney, Amazon, uh, uh, and, and HBO Max, especially with sci-fi. For me, I watch a lot of sci-fi on those networks, and they put money into it. You know, like you see something like The Mandalorian. You know, you see what they did with Marvel, and these are sh- sure. these are shows. These aren't movies. These are shows. You yeah. know, I, I watch shows like uh, sci-fi shows like uh, The Expanse on 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 Amazon or uh, Foundation on Apple TV, and these are sci-fi shows, and and the, they pumped money into this. And and I was like, mm, Paramount, you have the money. Some other networks that are, I would even have allowed Netflix, and Netflix has money. But I was like, Paramount, mm-hmm. this is you know, you 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 also give me Star Trek, which is amazing and has great budget yeah. for visuals. So it's yeah, like this, old money. <laughs> so you have money, you know. So yeah, what's what's going on here? And on it's, top of it's that, it's clearly not a matter of uh, you know, like what they can afford or not. Right? Clearly, they can. I mean. Uh, I'll give it to them at least for the uh, you know all the props and costumes that they, they look, look as accurate as possible from the games. So I'm like the, the physical that, stuff that looks, looks good. straight out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give stuff. them that. And then, and it's the, the visual the, effects. The CGI for some of the, most of the aliens, I think, look pretty good too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Especially in 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 the in when when the at the headquarters when mm-hmm. the, the, the one of the aliens was talking to the the human girl. I think yeah, Marky or something. Marky. Um, right. I look. It looks like some Star Wars puppeteering. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, but it, it's it's just like specific scenes that stand out. And I think there was like even one, you know, like I remember like what those kids, you know, taking that like weird drug in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know, it was like very poor green screen in the back. Mm-hmm. That and there was like a scene at like one of the space stations uh, mm-hmm. where it was just like big, wide, uh, mm-hmm. um, like headquarters, and it just seemed like just so artificial. In yeah, the back. Em- empty. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Felt empty. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think some, like some of the, 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 the action scenes, the, the Spartans looked cool doing some of the moves, but then sometimes they looked too floaty when they jumped. You know, it didn't look mm-hmm. like there was weight to it. Like the action, the, 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 the actions that we, they were doing were cool, but I just yeah. was removed out of it for a split second because you know when you flip over, it just felt like there's no heft to that. There's no weight. The armor doesn't weigh anything. It just felt like you're floating above. You know? Yeah, especially, you know, like when they're walking and it's like you can clearly see it's like very right heavy, very heavy. You know, it's like they got this like very like staccato kind of walk, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. almost like a robot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, OK, I can see the heft. In yeah. This. I'm like, well, why is it not translating? I'm like, mm-hmm. suddenly they have one zero gravity. Right. Right. You know, jumping. And don't get me wrong. In the game, you can like, you know, you have you know, superhuman strength and abilities and stuff like that, you know, and yeah, you can jump pretty high, but it didn't, I never felt like I was like weightless, even mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it came to that. And I think, and I think they, 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 from what I've known, seen of the game, I think they did some really cool things to translate that visually outside yeah. of like the effects, but in terms of what they were doing, you know, uh, some of the moves, I was doing some research, some of the moves they do, I hear that like, things that you do in the game, the way they fight and move and, uh, even the teamwork, right? It's like silver team. You go here, you go there, you yeah. know, and and just cutting to the HUD display. Usually, sometimes that can be corny when they cut to the the HUD POV display. But I think they did it just enough. That I was like, okay, you know, I, I'll I'll allow it, you know, because you got to call back to that. Well, it was also like a nice like wink to this is all based on a first person shooter. So exactly. Give exactly. that to you for a minute, you know. And I liked like, it. I appreciate that. That was but, actually pretty cool. Or even the moment where where uh, um. For those who don't know the game, they won't even notice it. But uh, Master Chief's um, shield goes down. He has to hide for a minute for it to reload again and power up again. You hear the power ups like, and he gets mm-hmm. back up again. I was like, nice. 
and that's yeah. I think that's a staple that um, uh, I believe the uh, um, Halo games did first, and subsequently a lot of uh, shooters have done that. Where we used to have, for those who are who are too young to know, there was a time where we had health packs to pick up at one point yeah. in shooters, and then now they don't do health packs as much. It's just regenerating health or shields. You know, it's 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 easier that way. Um, but then I watched the episode a second time, and I think, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more the second time. And I realized that the first time I was watching it as a video game adaptation, and the second time I was watching it as a sci-fi story, and I realized that after the action scene in the in the opening and things like that, all the stuff. By the way, when her friends get killed, one of them gets the leg taken off and then gets exploded. I was like, oh shit. I did not see that coming. I was just like, "Whoa!" I didn't. I don't. I didn't know what tone I was expecting, but as soon as just like leg taking out, explode, blood splatter on face, yeah. I'm like, "Okay, uh, yeah. that's the tone we're going for." Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "I don't even remember it being that brutal in the game too." And there, oh, like, you oh, can get shit. that way, but like you know, when it comes to like human, you know, being just kind of like burnt out, literally. Right. Right. The little kid, like, "Are we going to die?" It's like, "No." Like, nope, yes, no. just whoops. Oh, shit. They just, yeah, just and then even the way her dad dies with the what's the device called? I know that's a famous weapon that the alien, the covenant uh, has this stabby weapon. I know, I shouldn't have, I, I should absolutely <laughs> know this. Yeah, uh, for me, hey, uh, listen, I've been on the you know, the PlayStation train for a very long time. Okay, I have my dedications, yeah. but uh, as a fellow PlayStation person, I'll, I'll allow it, I'll allow yeah, it, yeah. It's been yeah. a long time since I played Halo Two. So. This plasma type thingy thing, plasma sword. sword I want to say dagger thing. Yeah. That he stabbed. I, I, listen, listeners, I know you. You can rip us apart all you want. <laughs> uh, we deserve it. <laughs> no, rip you apart. You're the one that's played the game. Before. <laughs> well, you, hey, this is the man coming from. I read the books. I know this full story. Give uh, me the lore. I think it's called an energy sword. I think. Yeah, probably an energy. Sword. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, but I thought it's cool the way her dad just. That she came in trying to protect her, and the alien's like, "Shut up!" Lifts him up, stabs him in the chest, oh, yeah. cauterizes the wound as it pulls it out. But I think watching the second time, like I was saying, the second half where we just focus more on story, actually was actually really pulled into it, and actually enjoyed it as a sci-fi narrative in terms of what's happening. You know, the story with with, with introducing uh, Quan. I believe she's not uh, introduced in any of the games. She's a brand new character to the series. I don't remember yes. her from any of the books. You know, giving us this kind of human connection and this POV of introducing the Spartans as antagonists, right? From this point of view, the Spartans aren't the good guys in in terms of their point of view. They're these rebels. The, the the UNSC owns everything. They control the galaxy. There's this little, you know, it's always a dirt, sandy planet, isn't it? It's right. always dirt, sandy planet in sci-fi. Where they do all this, I mean, I guess because they're always miners for stuff that the the, the big rich people need and and the same thing that they mine for their ships is also used as a drug which Khan is very good at finding yeah it's, it's called... like we, we haven't seen that before Star Wars, <laughs> <Dune>. <laughs> but and just playing on that narrative you know even when you know after her people after she was saved and then asked by um miranda uh uh, uh to, to kind of like say something good because we need to kind of come together because it's an alien threat she's like fuck you guys and you know, and we get this whole backstory of of, of the political uh, uh, landscape. And for me, that's where good sci-fi stories kind of land. When you have this really good political landscape of set up that there's so many things happening, and then on top of that, there's a fucking alien war that half people don't even know about. 
I thought that was an interesting kind of sci-fi narrative uh, to kind of start off on. And it, it made me want to kind of know more about what's going on, um, which makes me want to start talking about the characters themselves. Uh, what did you think of Khan as this new character? I mean, it's a great uh, different. It's as a brand new character, it's meant to be uh, seen from a different perspective. Um, clearly, we've only ever seen the Spartans as you know the good guys trying to take out the aliens, and mm-hmm. even when you start the game, uh, like that war has already begun. And so mm-hmm. to see that, oh, this might have been some kind of like propaganda. There are no aliens. This is just the reason for them to do what they're doing and uh, put other people down just goes to show that they're like, oh, okay, so someone's really trying to turn them against uh, the Spartans to begin with. And we don't even know for sure if, like, you know, if what their intentions are at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Because mm-hmm. clearly, as we've seen throughout the later in the episode, when Master Chief is kind of, like, having his own doubts, mm-hmm. uh, they're like... Yeah, He's lied to. Yeah, just get rid of him, you know, if that's the case then. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so what is this real conspiracy? We don't mm-hmm. really... Mm-hmm. Don't know too, too, too much about right now. Um, and I, I can't even make any assumptions based on the video games because, like you said, they've only taken inspiration from this. This isn't really going to go, you know, complete lore from from the games itself. And like you said, uh, it seems to be set way before the games, right? Like yeah. you said, the games throw you into the war. This is before any mm-hmm. kind of war on a, on a large. This scale. is the first time that anyone other than the Spartans have seen or known yeah. about it, just aliens being exactly right. However, right? like, <laughs> I'm glad that they're like, what the hell are those? Things? <laughs> right. Right. We'd be saying the same thing if that happened right. to us. And I, so. I thought that was, I, I did, I did like that again, because again, there's this, all this rhetoric amongst those people of like, oh, the UNNC think peace is going to work. No, we want to be free, blah, blah, blah. And they're mm-hmm. expecting, you know, even when she's telling her dad, those aren't, uh, uh, aren't soldiers. The dad's like, no, get out of here. Like, everyone's expecting soldiers. And then when they get the aliens, that's where the game really changes. That's where, you know, that's the inciting incident in the narrative. And I, again, as a sci fi story, I like where we are. And even things like the setup, you know, you don't really see this in sci fi narratives is that this is a Korean family in a future space narrative, you know, with Kwan and her dad and things like that. You don't see that. You know, it's usually the typical Caucasian family or something like that, but a Korean family speaking their language in a future settlement in space. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really nice touch uh, to the narrative and the fact that we're following a, a Korean uh, a person in Kwan in this story. She seems to, I got this kind of, um, between Kwan, I, I kind of like the dynamic, Kwan and Master Chief. It reminded me of John Connor and Terminator. At least the beginning, you know, like I expected yeah. her to teach him hasta la vista. <laughs> you know? Just his like stoicness. Yeah. yeah Set thought, out to kill his kid. Right. For right. some reason, can't bring it around, wrap his head around justifying it you know mm-hmm. like why why do this it's mm-hmm. it's literally the only survivor of a whole community they just got wiped out and mm-hmm. obviously they're meant to just like pretty much feel nothing but since he touched that artifact you know memories start rushing back into him now mm-hmm. he's starting to feel a bit like he used to which creates a little bit of uh, empathy mm-hmm. uh, finally in them which brings me to a controversial thing well, controversial for fans of the game. Those who have never watched played the games, you probably didn't feel any different. Um, Master Chief famously has never removed the helmet. Um, I don't know if it's a if it's like a Mando thing where he's not supposed to, or if it's just a thing in the game where he just hasn't. Um, but in this episode, he does remove his helmet, and you know, for me personally, I think it works based exactly what you just spoke about. You know, I think it serves to. It's a story about these Spartans who were seen as just mindless, non-human killing machines 
and that's what he probably thinks he is. And then in the narrative, he he starts getting flashbacks of realizing that he probably had a family and a life before this. And taking off the helmet starts to humanize him. It starts that journey to realize that he's not a robot. There's humanity in him. And I think it helped to connect him with Quan and making her feel safe uh, with him. But for someone like you, Mike, who's played the games, what did you think of the helmet removal? I was surprised. I was surprised it happened so fast, you know, because having watched Mandalorian and seeing how long it took for him to finally take off his helmet and the reasoning for it, you know, like mm-hmm. literally no other choice, you know, mission failed if you don't. Um, yeah, I, I kind of got that too, where it's kind of like, this is me now, you know, symbolizing removing this layer. I am not this, you know, mindless killing machine anymore. Something has changed in me. So mm-hmm. you're about to see the true me a little bit more. Uh, even though he's very much Master Chief. And I couldn't also, side note, couldn't help but notice that he started sounding, before removing the helmet, started sounding like Mandalorian, like Pedro Pascal, <laughs> a little bit. Um, I guess it's that, like, the helmet thing. Don't get me wrong, it, it could be a, yeah, it's very much a kind of a helmet thing. It's the helmet voice. Yeah, the helmet yeah, voice. You know, just very dry, monotone. <laughs> um, but it's, it's and, and don't get me wrong, Master Chief's voice in the game it's similar. Not exactly the same, but it's similar. You know, if I, if you were going to go for anyone, any actor who's nailed a voice character, it would be uh, Henry Cavill in The Witcher, you know, <laughs> nailing that voice from the game. Uh, anyway, uh, I, yeah, no, I, I it was surprised, but I, I definitely welcomed it. I was like, okay, this is definitely going for now. It's even further showing they're after their own storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, in the games, Master Chief is famously known for keeping on his helmet. It's kind of like uh, Death Slayer and Doom. You know, mm. he's kind of like wildly known around the world. He's like, oh my God, you know, he's basically, you know, a celebrity in the military and just known for his campaigns and just being the most dominant one of all the Spartans. So mm. not knowing his true identity, in a sense, it also adds that mystery and mm. fame that surrounds it. With this, I feel like, okay. This is a different Master Chief that we're getting. And being as we, I mean, since I haven't played all the games, I don't know how far they got into character development mm-hmm. in you know the game storyline. But in this, I feel like we're going to get a lot more yeah, uh, yeah. players included in it. And I, it does also include, I mean, you talk about um, being being known around the galaxy or where, wherever these, these narratives are located. This story dabbles into that because one, well, Khan talks about the fact that she's met him before. He killed her mother. You know, and just, when you reveal that, like, oh, shit. Man. You know, just like... He probably doesn't even remember. And you get all the... Well, he kind of he kind of remembers, but he doesn't... He Because he, he mentions, yes, um, we were sent to kill these insurrections. Who, but it even though it didn't make sense, the, you know, the things didn't make sense to him, but he still followed the orders. Yeah. And, and, and that's when she reveals to him, you know, like, you're just going to follow orders blindly. And then he says, well, you question everything. And I like that dynamic. Someone, one follows blindly, one questions everything. And yeah. it's, it's, and I like this dynamic going forward about these two coming together. You know, and, and, and going back to the helmet thing, I also like that narratively, it also made sense in the way that, I think you touched on it before, it establishes that through the helmet, they can read all the bio signatures of yeah. all their soldiers. You know, and so the narratively, it makes sense for him to take it off because, you know, that way they can't scan him so easily. And I, and I kind of like that touch, or even you know, I I, I let's go to also uh, Doctor um uh, uh what's her name Catherine Catherine what's her last name da, 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 da. Halsey 
Dr. Kathleen Halsey. She mm-hmm. is it, uh, she's a character well known from the games. She created the Spartan program, and and what I like about in this episode, at least what's establishing, is that she's not blindly or just like with the government and the military. She's yeah. with her creations. Mm-hmm. You know, she has her own agenda. Even when she says to the other Spartans, it's like, I'm superseding whatever orders you had. Anyone that tries to go up against a, a, a master chief, take him out. I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the same thing. I mean, like, <laughs> you hear this, you know, over the intercom being like, all right, we have to neutralize him right. at, any, at any means necessary. And then she's kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. But, you know, fuck for a second. Come here, come here, come here. Come here. Just you three. Uh, I gotta tell you something. Yeah. Right, right, right. And <laughs> Kill he, your own buddies if it means to protect him. Yeah. At all costs. Yeah. You know, and then the other ones like if anyone's against Master Chief, they are the enemy. Like, that's right. That's right. I'm like, oh, okay. Here's some uh, <laughs> rider dies here. Yep. Okay. These guys are all for it. Right, right. I, I, I really, I, and I also found it interesting. Again, this is some another deviation from the games and uh, the, the 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 novels. Um, Cortana seems to be a clone in this one. At least, I've seen some trailers as, and I've seen Cortana as a hologram. I'm a hologram, but in yeah. this one, I think it might be both. In, in the in the game, she's famously just an AI with hologram as a physical aspect of her. But yeah. now there's an. It seems to be like a clone being made. Uh, is that controversial, Mike? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that that that's a part of the uh, more of the original lore that is a little bit more lost on me again. Uh, I feel like I only you know really know. A, a small chunk of it from like you know the early days Hmm. you know in terms of like where the story went in to like the later games is a mystery to me too so i'm actually you know i'm actually probably more interested in seeing what this tv series does with the story than Hmm. you know what the later games did to it yeah and and though for for fans of the games they did bring the voice actress who played cortana in the games to do the voice in this one as well so at least the voice the voice will seem familiar um, an interesting aspect they do with this narrative is they also give us the the point of view, at least partly point of view of of the Covenant. Uh, we go to see their their ship on uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called the High Charity, the big giant mushroom in space. Apparently, from the games, that's that's something similar uh, in the games. Um, what's interesting is that we get one of the aliens. I don't know what it's called, but talking to uh, Maki, a human. Apparently, Maki when when Master Chief touched the artifact, apparently it reacted in the same way that when she touches, and she's the one that had sent them to go to the planet and find it. And so I'm interested in her. I I I believe from the games she's a character in the games, but the dynamic is different, and they switch things up from what I've I've researched. Um, so I'm interested in where her narrative is going, and we have this human working with the Covenant. I also believe that that never it's never happened. You never the Covenant are non-human, but the alien. Uh, a group of alien, different alien species come together, but they're not human. And the one thing that I, uh, I was disappointed in the beginning, and I'm, I'm glad I kind of caught it at the end, was the original theme uh, music to Halo. And I was like, why aren't they opening with this? <laughs> I want to hear the, oh, I was like, oh. And, but then I was like, okay. I'm hearing like dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 towards the end. I'm like, oh, okay. You still similar. got me there. Yeah. All right. that, it's similar good. enough. They got you close enough. I think they we'll probably it. get, we'll fully get there because again, I think that's to, to highlight the ancient nature of the narrative, right? Even though it's set in the future and it's sci-fi, there's still an ancient nature to it. Dealing with ancient, sure. art, 
I listen touches on it, right? There's an artifact that's found, and mm-hmm. there's a mystery to this artifact, and I'm interested in where this mystery is going. And I, you know, I like, I like that it's the artifact is used to help them escape. At the end, what the artifact has other abilities? Did it power up their ship? I think the ending was the best part of the right? the episode. Honestly, it right? was uh, really suspenseful. Uh, I was like, I honestly don't know how they're getting out of this one. Though. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, you know, the artifact is going to be the key, but how does it work exactly? And the fact that it, it did everything that needed to be done in the time that it had, I was like, okay, that was fun. That was actually great storytelling there at yeah. the end. And that's why I, I said earlier that on the second watching, I watched it as a sci-fi narrative and the second half, the entire second half, again, after the credits, you know, we have the, we have the, the this is a long time between credits, I think it's like, 15 minutes before the opening credits because you have the whole opening scene and then after the credits where you focus more on story it starts getting better and like you said by the end of it i was really pulled with this sci-fi narrative that held all these things characters connected i didn't realize the first time watching that dr halsey was was um this other girl miranda's uh, uh mother her yeah. father was a general and that's mm-hmm. her mother i was like oh shit I didn't realize that the first time i watched it. i was like interesting dynamic mm-hmm. you know and even even touching on that you know her father just being like, yeah, we're going to kill this girl. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, well, he, he tries to lie to her. He's just like, yeah, you know, she suffered injuries and she didn't do very well. She's like, I was just talking to her. What do you mean she said she had injuries? <laughs> you fucking liar. And he's like, yeah, I did lie. Sorry. But <laughs> like, he doesn't even try to, to, like, why did you lie in the first place? He didn't yeah, try right. to. If you were just going to just tell like it is now. <laughs> I was like, what? And I also like the Admiral. I forget her name. Um, Admiral something. Admiral Margaret. Mm. That's the name. Yeah, Admiral Margaret Paragotsky. I like the actress and I like I like how she's like a no nonsense, like, hey, I told you to shut that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that. And I there's one line where she says, um, I've given you a long rope, please don't hang me with it. I was like, Wow. That's a that's a good That's a good that line. line. All right. Right? Yeah. I love that line. I was like, oh, it's I mean, yeah, it's the, true. Uh, the writing is not bad in this either. I got it. Like I said, it's they just have some weak points. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think it's got you know good writing, potential, strong storytelling, um, and you know the uh, wardrobe. You know, just knocked it out of the park. I think. And, and let's talk about Pablo Pablo Schreiber. Uh, uh, I think he he does a good job. I think he does a good job of carrying the character. I feel that that's a real character, uh, like like things like Mandalorian where you have this character who's fully suited up, you know, you have to kind of emote in a certain way. And I think he does a good job of that. You know, the first time when he touches the, 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 the artifact and he tells his other teammates to kind of, you got to leave our stay behind. Yeah. You get this sense of like, he's going through things right now. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what the fuck is going on? I need mm-hmm. to figure this out. And you don't see his face. And then when they get the, the removal, you get this sense of earnesty. Like he really cares about this girl and doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. And, and, that's why I said it reminded me of Terminator, where I think he did a good job of emoting stoically. <laughs> you know, and that's not easy to do. No, uh, yeah. that's not, it's, it's, <laughs> you would think it's going to be easier than easier said than done because yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you know, it's just I really just have to you, you got to emphasize all of your emotions in just your voice. Yes, and you know, body language means everything. Um, it's it's you you're given so many roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if anything, you know, like art, any, any form of art, the more restrictions you have, uh, the more defined it can be. And so it's, 
you're more challenged in that you don't have as many options as you would in almost any other project. Um, and I think he's, he's nailing it. It's this, I think it's honestly the best that most actors can do uh, for him, especially, I think he's going to take it a few steps further and um, building up a character, adding on more layers than the game was providing and which I'm sure is collaborating with the, uh, the writers too, but then, you know, how to take on that, how to make it your own. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really hard <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> making a, a fictional character, especially from a video game, seem human, mm-hmm. seem real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so far I'm enjoying it. I, I obviously have a lot of similarities uh, from Mandalorian. Um, I think that's anyone now moving forward, playing characters with a full helmet on, uh, you know, aside from like, you know, maybe it's Star Wars um, and some superhero movies. This is, you know, I think Pedro Pascal like really set the bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, a new, a new, new tier for how well that can be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can see, you know, a few pages taken out uh, of that book. A um, couple of things before we close out, uh, some things that stood to me. I love the suit up sequence where the other Spartans getting ready. Yeah. Felt very Iron Man. Very Iron Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love the epicness of it. Even just when there was like, like you said earlier, when they're walking through the crowd, like, do, do, yeah. do. I would separate and be like, oh shit, it's the fucking yep. Spartans. You know, I think they did a good job of, from the beginning of the episode right through, of really kind of showing us like the Spartans changed everything. Like everyone's like, oh shit. The way people see Spartans, it's just like, damn, the fucking Spartans are here. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you know that even the way the way that people are fearful of the Spartans, even the, the Covenant are fearful, they call um uh Master Chief the demon. You know, I didn't realize that the first time watching it, the second That's time right. watching it, it was like, yeah, oh shit, they that. call him, yeah, they call him the demon. He's he's known. You were talking earlier earlier on about uh, characters who are known across the galaxy, etc. He's known for being the demon. He's known amongst the amongst the, the rebels, the good good or the, the, the poor rebels, uh, as as the one that comes and just kills without remorse you know there's, mm-hmm. there's a story has been told actually the guy says kills without mercy you know and and that's what's known about the spartans and again like we said at the top of the podcast for me i like the introduction that we're not introduced to them as the heroes you yeah. know even though in the narrative from the good guy's point of view they were created as earth's last hope but the humans don't see it as, as a hope they see they're, they're they're also fearful you know when the spartans arrive on the planet the first thing that uh, uh kwan's dad does is almost try to attack until he realizes that the Spartans here for the alien, you know, and and and, and then he's like, oh, okay, we're working together, and so again, there's still that dynamic of 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 um, fighting between the humans, you know. There's even as much as like uh, Quan is the only living survivor of what happened to her her, her 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 people, so it's not like everyone knows that hey, there's aliens here, you know. The UNSC knows about it, and this is why uh, Quan was asked to kind of. Uh, talk about this but she doesn't want to unless she gets full freedom for her people which you know i see where she's coming from you know she's like on the day that my father was murdered you asked me to do this like what's wrong with you (laughs) like you kidding me but at the same time i understand miranda's point of view she's young and she she sees things a certain way and she's like she hates the infighting between the politicians and everyone she's like there's fucking aliens what is wrong with you guys? You know, we need to come together and stop the fucking aliens who are attacking us, you know? And 
they're doing a lot of it seems that at this point they're doing a lot of research into the covenant and what that means and again for me that's what i like i like where the story is and i wonder if we're going to get a point of a full point of view of the covenant where we can empathize with them where it's like oh that would be a great uh you know point of view right that we're not because we haven't well no i was gonna say and i think it's halo 3 you do get uh that part of the story um it's kind of like um kind of like finn uh from uh, uh force awakens where mm. you know it was like he was part of the covenant then you start playing as this uh alien um and now he's kind of like going against it but still against the spartans but working with master chief it's oh, i don't know gonna remember too much of it but it did uh bring forward like okay here's now here's their point of view from the other side or at least someone who from their one character from that side now realizing mm, maybe this ain't right you know Mm-hmm. Well, again, we—that's where the 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 the, the path Master Chief is taken, right? He's kind of yeah. separating from his people. So again, maybe the, it's it's that narrative, and maybe it connects to to Mackie's story and why she's with the Covenant and True. what's going on there. Maybe that's where we'll get the the empathy and the empathetic point of view. Again, I, I think for me, watching it as a sci-fi narrative, I'm interested. Um, I'll see where mm-hmm. it goes. I'm not ready to say like it's an amazing show. But yeah, I'm interested yeah. enough, and what makes me feel better is that it's already greenlit for season two, so you know they can take their time to set up things because they're not they're not, they're not rushing to be like oh what if we don't get another season, so yeah. I'll gi- I'll give them that benefit of the doubt, uh, and and I'll continue to be watching this show. And again, I love sci-fi, so uh, I'm in it for now. Um, are you still in it, Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I'm taking it one episode at a time. Yeah. but so far it's it's enough to buy me into the next one. Yeah, same, same, same. Uh, what do you uh, nerdies think? Uh, those gamer nerdies, what do you think about this show? Was it did it live up to his expectations? Are you disappointed? Are you fuming that he removed his damn helmet? And those non-gamers who just kind of got into the show, are you like, what the fuck are you guys complaining about? The helmet, I enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought. Find us on social media at the Nerdy Bunch. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ingo Dave. My name is English Dave, and this has been a Nerdy Bunch review of Halo Episode 1. And as always, Mike, keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy, nerds. <laughs>